Welcome to the Kryptonite Podcast. I am Mark Stores, and with me as always is... Crass. And... Rob Morphy. Thank y'all so very much for joining us. Hope everyone out there is doing well in these weird times. Uh, hopefully, we're coming to a, you know, a bit of a point here where stuff might start to get back to normal. I don't know. I hope not we'll too see. prematurely. I'll be honest. I'm a little gun shy about reality at this point still. So even if yeah. even if it's allowed that we can commingle, I might still be a little bit of a fucking hermit. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's probably best to take it slow. I think is kind of where everybody's at. But uh, but hey, you as know, we all know, to... safety first, motherfucker. The first That's tenant. Right. Safety first, motherfuckers. Uh, real quick, I wanted to address a news item that came out. Um, the Pentagon has released uh, a statement uh, verifying the videos from uh, the recent disclosure from the TTSA, other UAPs. So that is something that we will be discussing uh, at some point. Um, but, you know, there's not really a lot there. It's just the government being like, yo, this shit's real. Oh, by the way, we did it during the pandemic. Hey. Yeah. So, Look right. the other way. Cough. Yeah. Nothing exactly. to see here. So, cough, cough. We'll, we'll, I know that was news that broke last week and whatnot, but we'll, we will be talking about that at some point. So stay tuned for that. Um, to get started here, um, Heller Space, hellerspace.com. Uh, grab yourself some merch. We recently launched another Black Sabbath black sabbath homage we so, do love that we love the yourself, sabbath uh, and, we, and yeah. we love heller space you mm-hmm. can get yourself a uh, masters of reality uh rip with heller space <laughs> so. i do love the colors i'll be honest oh, master i'm not trying to tell her own shit but that is actually something i would totally fucking wear you know just yeah, and chris chris's correction is right is master <laughs> of reality i said masters of reality I, I was like i was mashing up with masters of the universe so master of reality so yeah check that out hellerspace.com we're gonna keep doing them sabbath homages uh probably till sharon osborne sues us so you know whatever oh touch um, wood and also, too, we have the two designs. Uh, we have the Plan 9 from Heller Space, and we also have the Heller Space Alive, the Kiss Rip, which I'm surprised hasn't been taken down by Gene Simmons, but whatever. Or not, well, not him personally, but, you know, his legal team. Yeah, right. get him while we're under the radar and help, yeah, really. help out a good cause in the process because all, all of the profits going to help our, our local Meals on Wheels, and it helps feed a lot of good folks that would otherwise be pretty hungry. So, um, yeah, totally. It's kind of so, dope uh, that you're willing to do that. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you all so very much, everyone that contributed to that. We should have some final numbers probably in the next month or so. So thank you all so very much. Patreon, patreon.com. $1 is a shout-out. $5 is a shout-out and some bonus audio. We're going to be doing some new Patreon content coming up here for the month. So, uh, yeah, you know, jump on. Uh, yeah, thank you we, to everybody. We got pretty heavy into it last month. We we did yeah. a lot, and, and I think the, the backlog now is significant enough that – it's worth the five buck drop because you're gonna get like basically a whole other run of shows. Yeah, yeah. we're up to like thirty something. So yeah, oh, it's no, nuts. We, uh, it's even higher than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so thank you to everyone that supports over there. Super appreciated. Super appreciated. And uh, you know what? I want to give a big thank you to all of our listeners just in general because without you guys, we do not have a show. So thank you all so very much. Yeah, you guys are the fucking best. We said it before. We'll say it again. You're literally the best, most interactive coolest motherfuckers i have ever had the pleasure of at least uh knowing sort of virtually i don't know how else to put it but but what little we do know of you is just the fucking kitties titties thank you so much you're the really you're the you're the bestest of the best you're the the, you're the dot 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 fill in your favorite adjective yeah 
Before we get started, we got some Patreon shout-outs. I'm going to get started with Sawyer Thompson. Thank you so very much, good sir. Oh, whitewash that fence, buddy. Let's go on with Josiah Cathay. I think I'm saying nice. it right. Cathay. Thank you, Josiah. Thank you, Josiah. Yeah, next we have Tiffany. Ostergaard. She has a last name, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't know where I'm supposed to read that. Oh, you don't see it in the chat where it says Tiffany Ostergaard? There's nothing in my chat. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, Tiffany. You know what? We're just going to leave this in as a Mark fuck up here. Yeah, no, I did that on purpose because Mark didn't send me anything, so I'm supposed to just know this person, I guess. (laughs) It's amazing that you remembered the first name. I'm, like, totally impressed with that alone. You don't see the chat down below? There's nothing in the chat. All right. Well, yeah, but because I put it in there and Chris joined after, son of a bitch. I know it's obscure political uh, thriller from the 80s and hardly anyone will probably know this least of all probably Tiffany but it, it reminds me of the Osterman weekend I, as soon as I read that name I'm like the Ostergaard weekend starring Rutger Hauer in this <laughs> nice. early 80s ex-Nazi thriller I don't even remember what it was about I just know I saw it on HBO when I was a kid and it fucking impressed me so yes we're going to have an <laughs> Ostergaard weekend courtesy of Tiffany Joe. thank you and I'm going to practice so- my powers of knowing things without seeing them wow good luck <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, this, from now on, how... Chris is going to remote view all of the Patreon names. I'm just going to throw, yeah, I'm just going to guess your name. Ted, Teddy, is this what we're going to do, really? Uh, I feel, I'm seeing an, an R, is it an R? Oh my God, you're right, dude. The last name starts with an R. Keep going. See, you're hot. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, really. Um, I, I, there, is there a male presence? Yes. yes. So, see? Oh my God, I'm a believer. <laughs> You should be, because it's real. That that brings us to our next and last Patreon shout-out, Ryan Holbrook. I believe Chris just remotely viewed your name. <laughs> yes, I did. So. Gender and first initial, so that's something. That's right. Yeah. We got it. We thank got you, it. Mr. So thank Holbrook. Y'all. Thank you all so very much. All right, so <laughs> now moving on with the show. <laughs> Anything else I'm uh, supposed to know no, before? All right. No, don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. All right, wow. Contentious. Contentious. Christopher. Well, that's what he does. Oh my God. That's part yeah, of his charm. I contend. Yeah. He contends. <laughs> All right. All right. So this week we are going back to something that we enjoy so, so very, very much. We are talking about the alien octopoids. That's true. We haven't done an octopus-themed cryptid slash entity maybe since the indescribable Octoman. I That's know true. Octosquatch was one of the early ones, but... Uh, but yeah, no, it's like an old friend. Anything that's octopus yeah. related, all it, it goes back to, of course, the Octoman, that like horrible movie they used to show on WOR Channel Nine from Secaucus, New Jersey. And if you're from right. like the Northeast uh, of the United States, uh, especially in the '80s, you you probably <clears throat> remember that channel. Otherwise, it'll mean nothing to you. But they played the shittiest of the shitty, like all those Hemisphere Picture movies, all the things you know by like. Um, Oh, who's the guy? They made a book about him called Schlockerama. He was uh, Al Adamson. He was murdered and put in his own hot tub and buried beneath it by his contractor. Whoa. But anyway, he did a oh, lot wow. of crazy movies and they showed up on there. But Octoman was always one of my favorites. I knew it was bad even when I was a kid, but I fucking love weird monsters. <laughs> and so I think that's part of the reason I love fucking anything 
octopus related when it comes to cryptids. All right. Well, let's get started with in the late 1960s, a Spanish farmer was thunderstruck when in an attempt to be a good Samaritan and assist what he thought was a stranded motorist. He not only discovered a UFO hovering in the middle of one of his fields, but a pair of bizarre scurrying, seemingly cephalopod like critters, which were clearly not of this earth. Whoa, alien octopoids in your fields coming for you. From hashtag not my earth. <laughs> hashtag not my hashtag my earth. How about that? There you wow. Go. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Wow. There it is. All okay. right, Robert. Let's get kicking. Kick Do it. And you know what? For a change, I'm not going to paint you a picture of this place. Fucking Google Spain, if you want to know. All right. <laughs> yeah, get I your own this picture. together at the last second, and I didn't have time to fancy it up as much as I like to. So I'm getting defensive, but I'm really attacking myself when I'm saying these things. You'll just have to figure it out. I'm sure it's picturesque. Spain seems beautiful this and every other time of year. Okay, cool. That having been said, at approximately 6 a.m. on August 16th, 1968, a Spanish farmer by the name of John Mattau awoke to begin his chores for the day. As the farmer stepped outside to survey his property, which was nestled approximately four miles away from Tivisa, Tavisa in the province of Tarragona, he had no way of knowing that his ordinary Friday morning was about to transform into a Lovecraftian nightmare. Oh, my favorite Ooh. type of nightmare. Tentacles are that, are, and old ones. Yeah. I'll grant you this is a, a smidge hyperbolic. The tentacles are valid. Possibly old gods are involved in some way, but it's okay. difficult to know. But it, it, it was disturbing to him. So... We'll just go with it. Right. John was preparing cool. to feed his cattle when his eye was caught by a strange luminous object, which he believed to be a reflection from a car just over half a mile away. The farmer, with a noble streak not seen enough in this world, shouted to his wife that he thought a car had broken down and he was going to see if he could be of assistance. With his faithful dog in tow, John made his way toward the semi-illuminated object, growing more perplexed with every step. Finally, John realized that he was not looking at a motor vehicle at all, but a self-illuminated ovoid structure that resembled, in his own words, a half-watermelon. So I think we can all pretty okay. much imagine this. Just half okay. an oval. To make matters even more bizarre, this hemispherical object was hovering nearly four feet off of the ground. It was at this moment that things went from weird to positively hallucinogenic for the poor farmer. While puzzling over the radiant dome-shaped UFO suspended over his property, John noticed something else moving swiftly on the far side of the floating object. The farmer later described the two quote-unquote things which he claimed were running toward the UFO. John testified that the pair of what one can only surmise may have been extraterrestrials were just over three feet in height and approximately 330 feet away from the object. Oddly specific, but I'm going to give it to him. Maybe that's one of John's skills. This gave John an excellent look at these bizarre yet swift octopoidal entities, which were said to resemble swiftly moving pink cactus plants with multiple legs that were, like everything else around them, illuminated by the UFO. What, what, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a serious what the fuck. fast movers, yeah. Like, it's got huh. the speedy legs. Um, I, I assume maybe bristly... I don't know about hair. It's basically maybe just an oblong shape of a body head. 
which could resemble either, I guess, an extended octopus or a bulbous cactus. I mean, I'm, we can only go by what was reported, so I'm, I'm kind of struggling. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to jump the gun here with uh, theories, but are we talking about the squidbillies? Is that what this oh, is? Oh, my God. Man. That really is uncannily <laughs> true to form. <laughs> the fucking squidbillies. I All can't right. believe All I right. think about that. Yeah, nailed it. See you next week. Got it. <laughs> Done. Adult swim. Always the answer. <laughs> The startled farmer concluded that these bizarre beasts were extremely, quote unquote, disgusting, which is a sentiment that these ostensibly frightened beings might well have shared in reverse. It's worth noting that John was not sure if the blur of sprinting tentacle-like appendages represented four or five legs. While quadrupeds are common on Earth and perhaps other planets, animals lacking bilateral symmetry are decidedly not. So if these speedy varmints really did have five legs, then it's almost a certainty they were not from here. Within moments, the two cephalopodon creatures had piled into their potentially interstellar or perhaps interdimensional vehicle and shot off into the sky, leaving the mystified John and his dog alone in the field. It was at this point that the farmer, understandably overwhelmed by the spectacle, fainted. That's no. what you do, that. man. Yeah. That's what you do. That kind of sucks, though. Yeah. It does suck. I mean, it sucks for him, but... But then again, it also could have been some effect of uh, the energy coming from the craft. It could have been one of those strange powers that uh, extraterrestrials tend to manifest in order to paralyze or knock out potential abductees. So maybe it wasn't a dead up mm. fate just because of the shock of it. Maybe it was something more. We don't know. All right. According to the farmer's brother, Sebastian, an accountant from the nearby village of Darmos, John remained missing for nearly a day. One must suppose that John's wife had assumed that after he had helped with the stalled car, her husband had returned to his regular duties, which would explain why her curiosity was not aroused by his absence. Either way, John seemed unharmed when he was found hours later. Oh, man. So he fainted and disappeared? And it was just gone all day. Okay, Apparently. wow. All right. Not that good. having been said, there is the possibility that at least a portion of John's missing time may have been spent aboard the potentially extraterrestrial craft. Perhaps he had made, he had more contact with these tentacle terrors than he had remembered. This, of course, is pure speculation. I just throw it out there because anytime there's... It's not like uh, John Mattel claimed to have missing time, though he might have. I, I can't say that for a fact. But the fact that he was missing only indicates that no one had seen him and that he had, uh, you know, perhaps just been unconscious in the field. But very often it seems like under either hypnosis, dubious though that may be, or um, through other methods of recollection, like just a memory gets jarred loose years later, uh, missing time very often has uh, deeper implications for people that have a close encounter of the second kind, which I, I don't know, was this a third kind technically? And possibly a fourth kind if it's an abduction. I guess because he I mean, didn't come in direct contact with the cactusy octopoids. But right. I think it technically is a third kind. Right. But whatever. <clears throat> that's just that's out there. Uh, in the days that followed this event, John and his brother noticed a large circular area of burnt pasture below where the UFO had been hovering. 
The farmer also discovered two apparently older patches of charred grass that were approximately the same size as the first, perhaps indicating that the UFOs had landed in other places. So maybe it was the same two doing multiple <clears throat> landing sites, maybe doing the fucking typical soil sample thing. Either way, that definitely represents close encounter of the second kind. While yeah. scientific tests were apparently not performed at the quote-unquote landing sites, there is circumstantial evidence of higher-than-normal electromagnetic fields near the landing areas. On three separate occasions, John and his brother noticed that their watches had stopped dead while they were wandering around in close proximity to the semicircular scorch marks. So that's at least intriguing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's too bad that you know they didn't have a MUFON-type organization or... Uh, Chufos or any number of the ones that were working in America at the time, be it like the Lorenzans or Dr. Hynix, but you take what you get. Intriguingly, the incident was not only witnessed by John and his canine companion, but was also evidently observed by an Austrian couple who had set up camp near the area. The man, identified as Hans Volkert, allegedly snapped and published photos of the singe marks, and he and his wife claimed to have actually seen the creatures and the incident. Hmm. Unfortunately, there seems to be no trace of these witnesses. After the fact, they just sort of dried up. (laughs) Oh, man. Perhaps these images are yellowing in some family album waiting to be revealed by some inquisitive relative at some point in the future. Maybe it's a load of bull. (laughs) Who the fuck knows? Oh, here's little Billy. Here's the time we went to the park. Oh, here's the fucking alien nemesis. Never mind that, though. Um, (laughs) Moving on. Remember Jane's wedding? Oh, no, you're yeah. right. I mean, that's fucking. It's, it's funny. Like, why would you not want to help this motherfucker out? Like, if you saw it, I mean, if it's only a guy and his dog, and you saw it, a, why didn't you snap photos of the actual fucking event? Exactly. For, that strike one against the Volkerts, and 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 strike two is you know. So you're you could have just burnt a patch in your backyard and said, yeah, no, I was in Tavissa, and you know. Uh, you know, we saw it and it was incredible. And, yeah. you know, pay me 30 bucks for this fucking Polaroid. I don't know how it worked, but unfortunately, they sort of faded into the woodwork. On October 27th, 1968, the Barcelona Tele Express published the first account of this captivating case in the form of a letter to the editor, which was scribed by Sebastian. In in his letter, Sebastian detailed his brother's encounter with the UFO and the alien octopoids. This information was also enclosed in the esteemed Flying Saucer Review special issue number four. That's the source I came across. The Flying Saucer Review is this great uh, British periodical. It's where we got Sam the Sandown Ghost Clown and a lot of other stories that we've done and will do because they were like just one of the great collectors of especially I mean UFO sightings in general but especially close encounters of the third kind which made them an invaluable resource so that's how it got circulated in the UFO communities following the newspaper account the region of Tavissa was besieged by ufologists flying saucer buffs and journalists hungry for a story the letter that Sebastian had sent did not include a return address making it a making it challenging for reporters and curiosity seekers to track John down. This is when the Barcelona-based CSI, Center for Interplanetary Studies, got involved with the investigation. The CSI requested the original letter from the Tele-Express and followed the clues in the note, which stated that the encounter had occurred near Tevesa and that Sebastian hailed from the village of Darmos near Tarragona. 
When the information proved insufficient, the Tele-Express published a notice on September 13, 1968, requesting that Sebastian contact the CSI directly. Nearly two weeks later, on September 25th, Sebastian, now apparently overwhelmed by the publicity his brother's run-in with the octopoids was garnering, as well as fearing for his job and reputation as, you know, a barrister, responded to the notice with prudence and refused to offer any additional information about himself, his brother, or the close encounter. He exchanged some more letters with CSI officers, but no more pertinent details were revealed. Oh wow! So he got he got put on blast. It's, yeah. it's easy to accept one way or another. On one hand, it's skeptics could be right in saying like, "Well, fuck," you know. Once once the heat came down, what seemed to be a lark was getting out of control, and he's like, "Fuck all that noise," and you know what true believers could say just with as much veracity. Um, he is a lawyer. He's got, you know, a family to feed ostensibly. And, and you know, he's worried about his, his brother's, you know, uh, reputation and his own reputation. So maybe it's just like putting the brakes on it. Like maybe I shouldn't have fucking taken this public. Honestly, it can go 50 50 without, you know, having more information. It's really difficult, uh, you know, to ascertain the veracity of what's going on. But but I wouldn't say that this is either uh, qualifying or debunking, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, totally. definitely not. All right, now here's where shit starts getting even a little fucking flakier. At this point, things took a decidedly stranger turn when noted paranormal investigator and author of 1979's Dictionary of Parapsychology, which Ooh. has to be a fucking tome worth owning, yeah. Julio Rocca Muta... I'm going to try this this right. Montanola, Montanola, I think it is, entered the fray. He believed that the Tavissa region was a nexus of mystical forces that attracted not only extraterrestrial, but even spiritual beings. He went so far as to state that he had discovered, I shit you not, a magical cave wherein he was able to travel into other universes. Oh, you mean science? Is that what you mean? I'm talking about science. Yeah, hard science. This is where things stop being so, like, foofy and weird and become concrete, (laughs) fact-based science. (laughs) Yeah. I might have told Julio to shut the fuck up at this point. You might have. You absolutely might have. But, I mean, he's got the special passport to other... He's he's found the Vortex. The ultimate cave of Vortex. Yeah, the Star Cave. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You know what? And you know what? When you walk into that uh, into that cave, you know how some people have like live, laugh, love, and you know eat, pray, whatever. It says lift the veil. And wow. then there it is. In the Latin, veil is of course. lifted. <laughs> yeah, at whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think at is the but I don't really give a fuck. So yeah. All right. Well, hey man, the veil has been lifted. Oh no! Is. Clearly, I mean, now we know. Go go to Tavessa and uh, or Tavissa and enjoy enjoy your vacation anywhere in the known universes. Yeah, dude. It's a fucking there you go. Grand Grand Central Station. Julio, and this is where things get a little tragic. Julio would later claim the area where the UFO had hovered was so magnetized that it would contribute to the crash of a Piper Club airplane that had inadvertently flown over the area. The wreckage was allegedly found near the town of Genesta. While there is no indication of how long these magnetic effects persisted, one can only imagine that local pilots must have been very wary when soaring over the sparse terrain of the Tavissa region. So, so 
a plane it crashed. Was... Who knows? Maybe Julio is just trying to, you know, mash two things together, conflate two things that have nothing to do with each other. Or maybe there was some but shit going on. He apparently had evidence that was that strong that it, it, it caused the plane to crash. Well, this guy's finding magic caves, so let's not get too heavy with the word evidence. Well, hey, well, let's not take this. Can't be magnetic... contained. <laughs> For some reason, in my head, I, I just picture like a, you know, like a plane going over, and it's not like it sputters or like you know, it, it kind of shoots right down. Like it's it totally magnetic. Right this is yeah, like, oh like God, fucking that's magneto. Tragic. Like magneto yeah. just goes fucking fucking grabs it. Yeah, out. Could right, you imagine right. if it just dropped? dropped like a matchbox on a on a on a solid yeah like, dude. On, if you had like an electromagnet on the floor and you tried to like huck a matchbox over it and it just went bam dude, yeah i just imagine how scary that's got to be like if the engine just cuts and you're in a plane you're like uh-oh you know that sucks <laughs> you're just fucking free falling like that's crazy i don't think that's how it happened because if it was a direct smackdown magnetic thing i imagine it fucked with the instruments Maybe played hell with the engine. I'm yeah, not sure. Sort of like, sort of like the like what happens allegedly in the Bermuda, in the Bermuda Triangle. Triangle. Absolutely, yeah. just like so. that. All right. And you know who knows? Right, well, I mean, know. I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to throw Julio under the bus. There might be magic caves everywhere, and he just found an awesome one in picturesque Spain, which hey, I man, did not describe you, at all. If you yeah. believe, then you might find one. You never know. It's up to you to believe. At this point, a journalist named Alex Boots. Not a made-up name at all. <laughs> okay. Really, Chris, nothing? Nothing, Chris. Nothing? I'm, you know, Boots. Boots Mandy the dog. Sandals <laughs> came to the scene. <laughs> Alex Boots claimed to have not only found, but to have interviewed the enigmatic John Matau at a local tavern. Even after this report, the situation in Tavissa had become so off the wall that some investigators simply decided to wash their hands of the entire affair and label it a hoax, despite the evidence and appearance of similar creatures in the region of which there were at least two. So even ufologists at this point, probably as a result of uh, um, Montanola, I, I, I don't know why I'm struggling with that name, Julio Montanola's uh, claims of more magical aspects, they are, they are, you know, a lot of ufologists really endeavor, and I admire this in them, to be more grounded and scientific. So they're trying to separate themselves from the weirdness. But we can't deny that Spain saw some other shit and one we know about and one we've never discussed so yeah it would seem as if 1960s spain was a hotbed for anomalous octopus-like land cryptids first off we have the octosquatch which we know well oh, of course which came on the scene in 1961 in the northern spanish province of vizcaya we know all about that we know all about their uh, terrible fear of jackhammers and douchey yeah. truck drivers that like to yeah. torment it until they leave it alone. Yeah. Then there is the quote-unquote lost case of the unnamed woman from Barcelona who reported stumbling upon another cactus-like quote-unquote creature with four limbs on December 3rd, 1967. This incident was reported by Antonio Ribera. 
The anonymous eyewitness claimed that the creature's appendages left deep grooves in the ground as it moved, but when later questioned, she refused to elaborate on her testimony. So I've seen a, a drawing of this, and it looks sort of like um, the drawing of the octopoids. There, there is a drawing out there of the octopoids, and there's the one I did that accompanies <clears throat> the article on uh, Cryptopia.us, um, uh, which I'm sure will be on this or whatever. But the, the drawing of the... Uh, the cactus-like creature looks like it could be a very similar creature, except it's more narrow, it's taller, and it doesn't, if I recall correctly, have a face. But the octopoids had two eyes and a mouth. I know I, that didn't specifically describe that earlier because it it wasn't specifically described that way, but that's what the drawing showed. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, you know, these cactusy octopoids with four or five legs, frowny faces and tiny little eyes. And apparently on December 3rd, 1967, a woman in Barcelona. So I don't know what the deal is with I don't fucking know. this. But um, all right. Noted historian. Oh, here's the guy who actually did some of these illustrations. I'm glad I remembered to include this because this is important uh, to credit this guy because he did a lot of interesting research. Noted historian and naturalist. Terry Hooper Scharf illustrated the intriguing cactus critter and speculated about its possible relationship with the alien octopoid, stating, I have to wonder whether the description of the woman from Barcelona would be anything like the one given by Matau. If the descriptions did match, then this would be really this would really be something to look at. And I agree. I mean, of course, you can only speculate, but, you know, uh, good sure. Hooper Sharp for taking the time to investigate these really obscure cases and, and doing these illustrations. And we agree it would. But either way, it seems remarkable to consider just how many bulbous-headed, tentacle-bearing, and occasionally hairy, octopus-like entities were roaming around the Spanish countryside during the 1960s. This may well be the first, and as far as we know, only terra octopoda flap on record in the combined histories of both cryptozoology and ufology, and certainly or almost certainly at least, represents one of the weirdest cryptid windows on the books. So Terra Octopoda is just a, a phrase I casually threw out there years ago for land octopus. Yeah. Because there are literally like sightings of Got just it. normal octopus that live on lands. There's the <laughs> one that we discussed um, on our Patreon interview with Nicholas Cox about those uh, freestanding octopus-like creatures that were on land eating the carcasses of the Japanese soldiers in Okinawa. There are, right. you know, story after story, not tons of them, but just enough to be interesting of land octopuses and perhaps these allegedly alien octopoids or octosquatch, maybe even the indescribable, though wholly describable octoman represent other forms of this. I don't know. But I really find it interesting that in Spain in the 60s, you got the four-limbed cactus, you got the octopoids, and yeah. you have octosquatch. All basically so within a few years span, really. So we're dealing with a flap of landipus. Is that what we're doing? A, a landipus flap. I mean, landipus 68, flap. 67, right, and well, 61 yeah. was octosquatch. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we had to start with the fucking elephant in the room or the fucking magic cave in my heart, the magic cave. The magic cave. I mean, this guy apparently discovered, um, it sounds to me like a classic description of some sort of uh, like vortex type situation where you're talking about sure like, ley lines and like, you know, uh, shit like that. So maybe, just maybe, hear me out here before you poo-poo me. Nah. Christopher. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> 
Maybe this magic cave does serve as some sort of weird vortex to another, uh, you know, some sort of other dimension. Now, the magic cave theory sounds awesome. We don't really have a lot to go on with other than the dude like, look, found a magic cave. Shit's weird. There you go. Yeah, I have visited I other dimensions. Don't so forget that. He claims to have actually he, he traversed the dimensional or universes, I think he might have said, barrier. You kind of have to elaborate on that, though. I mean, I think well, for Chris's oh, sake. Oh, listen. Oh, for all our sakes. <laughs> it, oh, hold it, on. Here comes it's, Chris. It's more than that. Like, if, you, if you're going to make the claim to begin with, then you, why don't you have the map to the place? I mean, you should really be... You should have all the evidence to prove that this is a thing if you're going to claim it to begin you with. Should have, if you, you should have. If you're like, going to throw like it all. out there, then you should have this documented, the path to the cave, and all that. Oh yeah, you should. You should have like rope lines leading you. You know, this is to the world where chairs talk, and this is the world where fucking books sing, and this is the world where fucking birds live in the water, and and you just have like maps and fucking and tour guides i want the full fucking disney world treatment at least the directions to the cave i would accept right, fair enough. like <laughs> i don't even like expect you to have explored all the universes in there yet just have the directions there would would be great thank you jose you know i can see why you wouldn't do it why, why julio might not have done it but but I'm going to debunk that as soon as I say it. He might want to kept this place secret because it is a potentially dangerous nexus, assuming it's real. Now, I know we can't assume that. And I don't think any of us, even even Mark, for all his enthusiasm, are just naturally saying, yes, this is fucking 100 percent what's going on. But if it is real, you have to be very careful because not only, uh, uh, you know, is, is, it, is it something where people could get into a lot of trouble, but you could have a serious cross contamination, not only into our world, but elements of ours i mean anything's an invasive species at this point no matter which way it goes um and i can see where you would want to be cautious but the fact that he mentions it at fucking all much less in an apparently public forum that's the problem for me um yes means that he's not really worried about people visiting it. <laughs> right now maybe he didn't specifically say where it is and i don't know if the if the tavissa region is littered with caves and this might be a small fissure in the ground that you have to like kind of crawl down and you drop down 13 right. feet and one person going a time or if it's like a big mammoth fucking monstrosity like the ones in like thailand or, or various places around the world or the mammoth cave system itself which is you know said to be littered with paranormal so, and goblin-like right. things but again if if your whole point is to you discovered something you're like no i got to keep this secret you are not going to be that person in an interview going oh no i saw it. i just can't tell you don't worry though i, yeah. I know it's there but i can't tell you yeah there's no unfortunately you... a lot of that in you're right in that's dealing with stuff like this there's a lot of that like oh yeah i got the alien alloys but i can't fucking tell you about yeah, it not, <laughs> not looking at you to like... the stars academy not looking <laughs> yeah, at you at yeah. all <laughs> yeah not at all with your yeah we're going to reveal the truth in a series of fictionalized articles that will you know be serialized <laughs> like fucking flash gordon fucking yeah. movies from the mid 40s thanks it's, thank you it's it's gonna it's gonna Good be job. like a cross a, a cross platform uh media extravaganza involving interpretive dance <laughs> and, and, <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> I'm in. random shit. <laughs> yeah, Chris is in for that. Totally. Um, so the thing, too, I guess, with this cave is that, all right, if this guy did happen to find this cave and he did, in fact, travel time and space or whatever, so he's keeping it a secret because he wants to protect mankind from the horrors from beyond the stars. That's where it gets Lovecraftian. Can we say, though, that, that, I mean, I guess we don't have a description of the cave, but it, is the UFO coming from the cave? or That's the like, thing. Is, I, it, is the, it a huge I, I would cave think it have to. wherein a UFO can travel through, or right. are UFOs sort of like reverse TARDISes, not bound by the laws of traditional Newtonian physics that Earth is enslaved to, at least and everything but the quantum level and that they can start off small or like a little ball of light and transform into a solid you know, you know watermelon like metallic structure you know maybe yeah, that's weird the, too though. uh maybe the ufo really wasn't i mean how how were big these creatures were they weren't very big so maybe three feet tall ufo yeah maybe the ufo was the size of like a fucking snowmobile you know something small something that looked like a little tiny craft yeah i so. don't think i don't think he i mean he, he was it's funny he was super accurate in how far away these fucking things were oh, yeah. from 330 the feet 100 percent nailed it but <laughs> yeah. uh but all we get in terms of the the thing it was metallic it had reflections as if it were a car uh it seemed to be self-illuminated and um and it was an ovoid structure that looked like half a watermelon. We do, and it's four feet off the ground, but we don't necessarily get the size. Is it ten? Is it thirty? Yeah, is it four hundred and twenty-six feet? I, I don't, don't think know. it's that big. Yeah. Um, but there's another thing that's often seen in UFO <laughs> cases that doesn't get touched on a lot, which is um, they seem to be pretty fucking cramped. Like a lot of times, like remember the fanged humanoids of Kofu? Like I granted these things were small, wrinkle-headed, armed, toothy fucks, but. Uh, but it seemed like there was a couple of them, at least, in a really small object. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. they remind me of um, Leela's pet from fucking Futurama. Uh, oh, remember yeah. that fucking guy? Oh, I remember with the like, little eyeball on top of his head. Nibbler. And, and Nibbler, he had a yeah. tiny little UFO that was suited to him. The, a lot of these things seem to have really small UFOs. But then, you know, sort of also like in the Pascagoula case and others that are better documented, it seems to be about 30 feet on the outside. But once you get in, it's room after room after room. And it's as if it's, it's as if they're opening up like folding dimensions within a confined geographical location, something that we could only speculate at in science fiction and really have no handle on. So I'm not sure right. size matters in this case, I guess, is what I'm trying to no, say. No, no. But, I mean, it is kind of weird, though, that these uh, these cephalopod fucking forms or these these creatures are being fucking spotted all over Spain at, at this point. So, I mean, obviously with this one, there was a UFO involved with the uh, with Octosquatch. There was not a UFO involved. It was just some poor hairy octopus that was scared being attacked by a jackhammer. Right. Um, and in the so, Barcelona then, yeah. case of 67... Um, it's just a cactusy thing at this point. Just a different comparison, right. and and it, it left deep grooves in the ground where it where it walked or crawled or whatever you'd call it. But again, no UFO was associated with that either. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is like a logical explanation as far as maybe people are misidentifying something. I mean, octopus do. Uh, I'm sorry, landopus. Landopus. <laughs> go on land. So yeah. I well, mean, yes, it's in their life. biological name. Yes, octopus <laughs> Terra. can or uh, Terra. you know can crawl on land for extended periods of time. They can they can they're notoriously good at escaping whatever confines they have that have the marine environment that they can survive in to crawl to another tank to eat a fish or to do whatever the fuck they want for an extended period of time. That is not unheard of. But 
true to life landforms of octopus obviously don't exist that we know of. And that makes us odd. And maybe they're not really like octopus at all. Maybe that's the best comparison we can come up with because we don't have anything else that's biologically akin to that on Earth. But uh, but wherever these things come from, be it, again, another dimension, another planet, or a, a, you know, a portal in a magical cave, they just happen to be built vaguely like what we think octopus are built like, but they might have bones. They might have a whole inner structure that allows bones. them to function on land just fucking fine. There's yeah, just no I, uh, way of knowing. Yeah. Well, no, no, there's not. But I, I'm pretty sure they're not octopus. Like, I don't think they're coming out of the ocean and that, like, I don't think it's like Hanging the out. next evolutionary step of the squid, <laughs> you know, to be like, ah, fuck it. Here I am. Yeah, no, probably not. I mean, I'm going to assume that we can just kind of go off the bat with alien here and just kind of be like, all right, so these are some weird squid-like alien entities that are octopus, sorry, uh, entities that are just fucking popping in for, you know, whatever reason. Uh, it is interesting that you do have similar um, uh, descriptions of these, it, that is, of these little That is dudes. weird. I'll even admit that. That's strange, yeah. Yeah, I'm fascinated by yeah. it. Granted, it's only... Well, four specimens on three occasions, but still, it is striking. But here's the other question. Are these things, and I'm talking specifically about the tonight's case, the Tabessa, um, John Mattel case. Um, are these things the pilots, or are they like, as people so often suggest, pets out for a walk? Right. Are these just like, you know, they're put down so these, these things can take a shit, run around a little bit, stretch their legs, then back in the car for the long ride home? Kids are pissing and moaning. Everyone wants to go to Shoney's. <laughs> fucking whatever. Yeah, everyone wants oh, to go to Wawa and they fucking can't. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know I mean that's always a possibility. They're the whole alien pet, uh, you know, or that we are the fucking the, the local dumping ground where the SPCA for fucking wayward alien animals. Um, I, there isn't really a lot to go there. You just have the, you just have this fucking super bizarre, but you know it is has been talked about before shape in form of a creature these mm -hmm. octa these these pteropoids or whatever so i love um, it we're coming up with new words every time pteropoids landopus is my favorite landopus is my favorite too i do like yeah no pteropoid would just mean landpoid <laughs> but i like yeah, it whatever fuck it yeah like whatever pteropoid just... would 100 percent have been a fucking uh a movie that roger corman would have fucking produced in the late 90s right 100 <laughs> percent <clears throat> so magical caves aside, I guess these people are just happen to happen, happen to be a weird fap aliens that were in the area that for a, some reason a just fap all of of fucking a, 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 a masturbatory Jesus. fucking yeah, really run just, of octopus aliens. I really just said that there was, there was a <laughs> yeah. there was a there was a fucking there was a meme posted in our Facebook group about like the Mothman fap. Oh my god. <laughs> And I fucking I laughed my balls off at it. It was hilarious. It was so good. Um so yeah, uh a octopoid flap of aliens in Spain. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe you know, uh, fucking I'm I'm lost, dude. I'm still kinda going to the magical cave. Sorry guys. I'm just there. No, magical caves magical. are fun. But it makes it happen. There, there's two things. The, the fact okay. that it all happens within the geographic confines of Spain makes yeah. it interesting. I'll grant you. But there's no totally. real association between these three events at all, except the, right. well, the, sort of the description of the Barcelona one and the Tavissa one. But taken alone and removing the Julio's magic cave for a minute, even though I would totally stop there if it was a tourist trap anywhere. 
Um, this really does seem like a straightforward extraterrestrial case wherein um, it just something lands, a, a random dude who sees it sort of like, uh, you know, the, the space penguins of Tuscumbia or any number of farmers that just or the dude that got the pancakes from those sweet fucking aliens that wanted a pitcher of water. Oh, and he got the shit zip flapjacks. Yeah, yeah, which we love. You know, a lot of farmers, you know, maybe just because of their geographic isolation, uh, are privy to this stuff. And then they see something bizarre. And this seems like this might be isolating this case in and of itself, just one of those things. And it happens to be a form of ostensibly extraterrestrial that just isn't all that common. And that does sort of look like either a mobile pink cactus or because of its coloration and the fact that it's got tentacle-like appendages, even though if it has five, that makes it very much like stumps in that it lacks bilateral symmetry and that's also just fucked up biologically. But I think what we're probably dealing with here is... Um, drugs. Uh, yeah, drugs. I think that... It, I was trying to <laughs> get to you. it, but yeah. No, magic mushrooms are Bye. clearly what's growing in this cave. And <laughs> no, I think it's pretty much well, a straightforward E.T. encounter. All right, all right. Well, yeah, enhanced I mean, again, by drugs to be sure, but I mean, I want to. I, I really keep going back to this cave. I know it's drawn me in. It shouldn't. It's like I'm Luke going into the cave. I oh no, this is this is pretty par for you. A magical cave no, of portals. I, I, that that I, I mean, I, that no, is I you. I know. Unfortunately, um, I am extremely sober at the moment, so I really would love to go off the handle on this and start getting into it and like blaming oh, that's shit, bullshit. And making accusations. I know, but I can't because I'm just, I'm trying. But I no, just but don't. why are you extremely sober? Why would you blame? Cause man, you fucking that's how the shit. I, you can't even get me started because I'm sober. It's not <laughs> man, it's just not gonna. Work. I cannot believe you're doing a pod not drunk and high. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you're disappointing everyone. Not yeah, this the is least fucking of which fucked two up. of your dear friends. Why would well, you do this to us? You know, I mean, I'm just trying to cur, you know, curtail things. I'm just trying to kind of bring it back down a little bit. You know, <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to turn myself into a magical cave, not be able to get out of it. Wow. No, what no that's what exactly. we want you to. We want you to say that. <laughs> What if that I you am are the cave. The cave. No I am the cave. <laughs> come, come, come into my cave, boys, and see the fucking magical universes. Oh, oh, touch my belly button and transport yeah. yourself Dude, to if, a new place go. and a new way of if thinking. If I don't sigh at least five times from something you say, then I'm not having fun. <laughs> I agree. An episode. All I'm right, certainly fine. not enjoying myself. I don't think as I've much. sighed Disappoint once. Disappoint Chris, please. Yeah, I, I know. I'm trying to trying to, to disappoint him. I also know if I have it in me at the moment to disappoint right, we're him. All I do enjoy the an cave, off day. I do enjoy the cave. I think the cave is fun. I think the cave is cool. I think maybe there's something there. I just think this dude has to be a little bit more. He has to elaborate a little bit more on this cave. Because if you're traveling universes, you ought to have some sort of fucking proof. Bring a friend. Bring your girlfriend. Bring your wife. Bring whoever. Like, hey, you want to go for a trip? Here we go. Zoop, cross the stars. Yeah, you're something. In fucking mushroom world. Or, you know, you're hanging out with mushroom with, world. Coolio. Yeah, well, not? mushrooms is good at any, but he literally no. wrote the fucking dictionary of parapsychology. Who's to say he didn't write a book about this? Like, as far as I know, I didn't, mm. you know, look into to Julio's uh, biography just a little, but I didn't dig deep. I didn't, like, put the Alex boots on, if you will, and fucking go deep. <laughs> into fucking into Julio's world, but he might have written more extensively about the magic cave and its multiple passages, but I'm not familiar with it. I would right, like well, follow-ups. Can... 
I'll tell yeah, you maybe what, we I'm can gonna, do a follow up on it. I am going to look into it. I did look into it. I mean, when I first wrote this article, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I don't even remember when I wrote it. And I, I didn't uh, uh, full disclosure. I did not update it at the last second. The shit we were going to do, Mark can attest to, uh, was not finished. So I just grabbed an old article off of Cryptopia and polished it up real quick. Like literally while Mark and I were on mic waiting for Chris to get his shit done and come on. And, and then I just sent it yeah. out. So I have not boned up. So maybe there is a lot of new information on oh, the magical man. cave situation right. in fucking Spain. And if there is, we will definitely do a fucking follow up right now. I'm basking in ignorance. All right, that's fine. Well, hey, you know what? That is part of the the fucking joy of this show is that we bask in ignorance. Oh, it's so, facts. It's just kind of what we do. All right, so Rob's saying alien. I'm saying Magic Cave. Christopher, what do you got? Uh, I mean, Magic Cave, prove me wrong. That's all I got. That's, wow. that's, that's, that's just not a valid argument. I hate when people say uh, that. You Have I ever had a valid argument for you yeah, ever? Yeah, I know. Exactly. I haven't. I'm here to, to disappoint you. I hope I've Okay, succeeded. well, the, you got, like, that's a two-size statement, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. I see. It fucking works. You get two sides for, for that one. I'd awesome. like to think the octopoids are the guardians of the cave. Like, not just passers through. No, that could like, be. You need, like, security team. You got to make sure so, shit's tight. They're doing the routine in, uh, patrol. Maybe the UFO broke down. They had to run out, get apart. Who the fuck knows? Scoot so it back you... real quick, and they're fucking keeping an eye on it. And fucking while they're out fucking around, Julio sneaks in. He's like, I found the magic cave. They're like, shit. Ten minutes, we're gone. Oh, you literally right. are writing Landipus fan fiction. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Dude, someone's gotta. <laughs> it's like a weird escape room. You have to do a series of events to get to the magic oh, cave. yeah. It could be. Oh, there's yeah. gotta be. Huh. There's gotta be. I mean, there's always a dragon or a cerebus or some shit. There's always something you gotta get through to earn the right to get the treasure or the portal or whatever the fuck you want. You gotta get through the slee stack if you wanna meet the fucking one smart one with reflective clothing with the fucking prism that can send you home. Yeah. There's yeah. always ordeals. Yeah, of course. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but like Abelian ordeals. <laughs> and so who's to say? Maybe maybe they're part of it. Maybe well, these fucking I mean, Terra Octopoda are part of the fucking the system in place to make you earn the right to portal. I assume if <laughs> I mean Julio claims he, he made it, so why would you not be like, Oh yeah, I passed the test of nine, but you know, I can't talk about it. And then you're like, we uh, don't know, though, that he never told that to anybody. All we know is he said there was I'm a magical cave. According to what we're talking about, that we don't know. We don't know anything. That's exactly right. We just know yes. what, he, what he told us. Yeah, we can't go off of Rob's fan fiction, unfortunately. As, you know much as, as cool as it sounds, we can't. I'm on the fly. I'm going to Google his name accompanied by Magic fan Cave. <laughs> maybe, just think, maybe maybe we're gonna find some awesome shit that will help us out i my keyboard is far away right now so i'm wondering you're gonna that find out you. that he's been thoroughly debunked and he admits to lying about it the whole fucking time <laughs> exactly. and we're gonna what be like I am all right going to find out is that the number one hits are articles i wrote <laughs> so that's not <laughs> okay, helping well, there you go okay uh, yeah that's true translate this oh magic and, and all of these things have the words magic cave crossed out yeah. It has everything so, you want except Magic Cave. Oh, so, so it's going to be a little deeper than one Google page, clearly. Well, but I mean, because we because on the first Google page, we are the de facto source that makes us the de facto source. So I guess your fan fiction stands because you're yeah. making history right yeah, now. Yeah, because we're the fucking experts, clearly. Yeah. 
There you go. So, I fuck, know. I don't know if I right. call that canon. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> no. Oh, thank y'all so very much for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. We are glad that you could be be here with us while we make history and just you know shit that probably is not actually connected to what what that dude saw with hey, the octopus. We were all here for the octofapping. So exactly. yeah, octofap. There you go. You get one, and that's the octofap. Enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, thank y'all so very much. Uh, Hellerspace, Hellerspace.com. Get yourself some merch. We got the Hellerspace uh, Plan 9 from Hellerspace and the Hellerspace Alive shirts. Those go directly to help our local Meals on Wheels program to get some people fed, so check that out. We Good also stuff. have the Master, also have the Master of Reality Black Sabbath homage, uh, which is up there, so grab that thing as well. The old Hellerspace is a... A fan favorite there, so check that out. Um, the socials, the instas, the twitters, and the facebooks. Um, yeah, thank you all so very much for everyone contributing over there. Check our Facebook group out; it is fucking super fun. Yeah, they're uh, awesome. Thank you, thank you to, to everyone everybody. over there for keeping it fucking real and making it fucking legit. It is awesome. Yeah, thanks, to, and also too, thanks to all of our all of our listeners that are that are stepping in as, as mod admins and giving us a hand with that. We appreciate that greatly. Um, so keep those DMs, keep keep all that stuff coming. Um, listener stories, send them to kryptonotpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, that's uh, becoming we're... really fun. It's one of the things, I yeah, mean, we get together, we try cool. to get together twice a week, one to do the Legitipod, which is this, and then the other one to throw out an extra one just, you know, to give you guys something else to listen to. That is basically us doing takes on what you are, or what you have experienced. So it's totally. super fun for us. And I, yeah, I it's think awesome. it's entertaining, uh, hopefully for you guys. So Keep them up because we can do this just so long as we have uh, source material. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. do it. Keep sending do them it. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you to everybody supporting us over there. We appreciate it. And again, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate y'all so very much. Without you, we do not have a show. So thank you so much again from the very, very bottom of our hearts and our beer-filled stomachs and our weed-fucking-destroyed brains. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate oh God, each and every right. one of you. Uh, everybody stay safe. Everybody stay healthy. I think that we're starting to have have a positive turnout here with maybe things are going to start getting a little bit back to normal very slowly. Take it slow. Don't go fast. Don't be quick. Just, you know, take your time. Wear your mask. Quarantine still. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking do what you got to do. And, um, yeah, there it is. Absolutely, the dope shit. We'll be talking to you soon. And for those that are interested, though I don't know why you would be, but I'm continuing to uh, to to uh, chronicle this. My uh, cooler this week is a form of vegetable that I didn't even know I bought, and I'm not familiar oh. with. And that is the Prince Edward medley. The Prince Edward medley. <laughs> Prince Edward. <laughs> Edward. Should we try and yeah. guess what the fuck is Even in the medley? I, I buy my own fucking vegetables, and I'm like, what all the right. fuck is First this? First of all, wait, get, wait a minute. How many vegetables are like, in it? I, there's there's <laughs> three vegetables. And you know what? I think I must have been grabbing on moss because this is not something Prince I would have just... I wouldn't have Edward. grabbed this on my own for my mouth to enjoy. Um, do, do you guys want to know what is contained in the I'm, Prince oh. Edward medley? I'm going to guess red red peppers... All right, it's a good guess. Frozen red peppers, asparagus, and potatoes. Wow. Yeah. Wild and off the board and absolutely <laughs> not accurate. Fully okay, not Chris, accurate. I thought we were guess. just going to try and guess. We don't have to guess all three. We should just guess them and hope we, we get them right. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. It's not like right. we're not, no one's getting graded on this. Okay, Prince Edward. Cauliflower. 
Okay. Is it right? No. Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> Every test should be like this. The proctor. Is it oh, right? No. Fuck. Corn. So, okay, help me out real There's quick There's no here. corn. You get, Fuck a butt. You, uh, see? Broccoli? When, when you... No. Okay, there's no more vegetables. This isn't a thing. You're lying. <laughs> no, there are more vegetables. Carrots. I assure you. Carrots. Yes. Carrots. Okay, that's one. Zucchini. Boom. Is it got, got some There's zooks? no zucchini. Okay, so we got carrots. Um, um... Pe asparagus. Asparagus. No. Peas. No. No. Okay. No. <sighs> this is really two good. variations of the same vegetable. That's the clue, and then I'm going to reveal it if you guys. <laughs> <laughs> two variations. Look, we're, of yeah, the we're missing an obvious one probably, but is it, you is, are. Is it a bean? <laughs> yes. Oh shit! Fuck. It, um, <laughs> is this what we? Is it like a, to? This is what okay, come to. A, it's a, guessing a green bean. Uncle Rob's ghetto cooler. Like a green bean. A, a green bean and a carrot. A, Those are two of the three points of a yellow, Prince Edward's a yellow, medley. Yellow or wax and a pea. Indeed, gotten. Holy shit! And I wouldn't right. buy a wax bean. I mean, I guess I would to save a life. I said I wouldn't to save a life in my mind, but in reality, to save a life, I would. But to eat, I would not buy wax beans. I don't know how I ended up with the Prince Edward medley. I don't know how wax beans Carrot ended up in my fucking freezer. Oh, Prince Edward medley, yeah. you can go to hell and suck it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can go fuck up. All you are is good for chilling my beer because yeah. I will use you for nothing. I, we probably won't even be able to play this game again because I think I found my permanent cooler. I think the entire time we're talking about the Prince Edward uh, mix of frozen vegetables. For some reason, I thought it was the. I kept thinking of like the dick piercing, the Prince Albert fucking oh. bag of mixed vegetables. Oh my god! It took the entire conversation for me to realize. Oh wait, it isn't a Prince Edward. It's a Prince Albert. Yeah, so. you're always thinking about dicks and taints. Yeah, I mean that's what that's yeah you know I mean hey that's so it, you got one you have to worry about yours and other people. That's what keeps our sexual danger. tension so poignant <laughs> yeah. and strong. That's right, we worry that's about each other's so sacks. That that was that was quite possibly one of the best reviews that we, we oh, haven't done reviews in a while. It. But that review was great because it was very matter of fact. Like, hey, these guys' the sexual tension's palpable. Like, yeah, oh, man, I love it. I, I thought uh, I was being fucking, more subtle, but clearly not. No, it's obvious. It was hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love it. Whoever sent that, thank you. Thank you so very much. I, I enjoyed that. Thank you all so very much. And we're talking to you soon. Goodbye, Goodbye. friends. Goodbye. Don't buy the Prince. Don't Peace. buy the Prince Albert yeah, medley. Yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> do not buy that. Three, Especially not that. Medley. It's a foreskin and two chains. It'll be all foreskins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mixed with tuna fish and fucking cauliflower. Oh, just a frozen bag of foreskins. Could you oh. imagine? Oh, oh, but if God. you stir fry it, it might not be as bad as you think. No, it's going to be like a little soggy. Okay, enjoy, enjoy your crispy batter taints. <laughs> I'm not. Oh shit! Oh, we're, all right, there it is. We nailed it. We'll God talk to you. Damn. All right. <laughs>